Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Sprinter tells the story of Akeem Sharp, played by Dale Elliott, who is set to be Jamaica's next big track and field sensation. Akeem hopes rise in the track and field world that will take him to the United States to reunite with his mother and to be able to support his family. But Akeem's rising star is weighed down by turmoil at home, a volatile father, an unruly older brother who insinuates himself into Kareem's career as a way of escaping or perhaps enhancing his scam artist hustle. And that is the backstory behind this terrific new film called Sprinter. And we're joined today by the writer and the director of the film, and that would be Storm Salter. Storm, welcome to Film School. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're, you're, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Well, let's uh, let's get into the, a little bit about the story. And I'm, I'm going to also ask you about your own background. Uh, you are, I believe, from Jamaica. Is that correct? Yes. I and am. and, mm-hmm. and how that sort of if if it has has or has not influenced the story this particular story but tell us a little bit about the story and how you came up with it. Sure. Um. Well, there's a few things you know. Like when I'm thinking of a story, it's like it's never from one place. Like I'm thinking of the world that I want to build and the characters that I want to be invested in for the years it's going to take to to tell. Um. And what how this came about was you know. I know the world of track and field, particularly particularly Jamaican sprinters and their dominance in sprinting um, over the past many years. Mm. Um, it's something of global interest, um, and it's been was something of my own personal interest for a long time. I've always been uh, interested in speed. I was always the fastest kid in my class. I, I used to run the hundred meters as well, and I also just know how um, how kind of natural and important um, speed is to us. And I also think. The, the earliest competition is probably, I'm going to run against you, let's see who can get to, from A to B faster. You know, so it's, it's truly universal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the characters, you know, the, 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 the main character, Akeem Sharp, um, has lost his mom. Uh, but, you know, if he, can, if he can only run fast enough, if he can only make the team, if he can only get his act together um, and get to the World Youth Games, maybe he can see his mother again, maybe he can bring his family back to- together again. And those issues of, of loss and, uh, and uh, missing your mother and trying to get back to her was something that I was dealing with a lot because I had lost my mom. She, she passed. Um, and it was a, you know, pretty sh- a big shock because she was such a vibrant, amazing, healthy woman and uh, a big part of my world, obviously, in many ways. And, uh, and so she, when she left, it was really uh, uh, a strange thing for me. And I was processing those feelings, and I was just very interested in, in developing a character that was also processing these feelings of losing his mom, but there's something he can, if he can achieve something, overcome his mental and uh, physical obstacles, um, maybe he could get back to her. Uh, and then I also just wanted to tell a story that was about a modern, somewhat middle-of-the-road Caribbean family, working family, educated, just uh, not a rags-to-riches ghetto story, um, and kind of show just the normalcy and kind of the normal obstacles that people go through, you know, because, not, because a lot of the times it's these extremes when you show characters, especially characters 
that look like my characters, um, this is life and death extremes. And if the stakes aren't that high, then is it really worth the drama? And I think it totally is, because if you think people of color are only, you know, trying to stay alive and barely, you know, <laughs> you know barely making it out all the time, then it, it, it forms a stereotype that's simply untrue. Um, and separately, the other thing is, I've always wanted to tell a story of this moment, being 17 years old, going from a teenager to a young adult, raging hormones, sexual misadventure, and, you know, uh, Films like Ito Mama Tambien, Dazed and Confused, and films like that, I was always inspired to tell a story kind of taking place in a character's life in that moment in their life. Yeah. So there's a few things swirling that uh, came together um, for this story. Yeah, and one of the things in the film is Akeem's mother is in his life, but she's 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 on a computer screen. That's been the relationship for now yeah. many years. So there is something yeah. about that particular dynamic that is is immediate in the sense that they're they have uh they talk to one another but something missing because they're unable to be present with one another to be in each other's lives so there has this sort of that is what you described is sort of this thing in front of him that's he's they, he literally can't touch and 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 it, it, yeah. it and it drives him which i thought was a good device yeah. to be able to use in terms of his motivation and why he was so driven and he's a good kid. He's a good person. And and so you're from the beginning of the film when you when we meet him, when we meet Akeem, you're rooting for him. You feel you feel yeah. like this is a guy who who who's doing everything he can to to make himself better and his family as you described it. But then there are these other factors and so that's the skin where the drama comes in and I thought the dynamics in the film worked very very well. I was very interested in um like quick fame as well. You know, this whole thing of like going from a nobody to somebody really fast and how that changes everything. You know, that's important. Right, right. In the film, we see him uh, who's struggling to run at a at the four hundred meter um, range. He's mm. he's and and his coach is trying to talk him into running at at the two hundred because he's that's where his explosive power and his ability to run is. And uh, there's that part of the story, sort of him learning about himself, and that's another thing. There's some real growth in his character. He he's he's and he's open to it. He's open to being able to learn from from his from people around him and from his own mistakes. Um, well, t tell us a little bit about the. I mean, the cast is a wonderful cast. I describe. I can uh, go through the people that are in it, but tell me a little bit about casting his father. His mother, who we uh, know as Louise uh, Toussaint from Orange is the New Black, and, and just the, sort of the cast of people and what, what went into the dynamics of, of the casting for the film. Sure. Well, there was a few different approaches, so to speak, because a lot of the, 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 the cast, Kadeem Wilson, who plays his older brother, Jermaine Sharp, um, Chantal Jackson, and others that kind of filled out the community around him. A lot of them were, were Jamaican actors that I had known or seen do other work or just knew that they were great and I really wanted to work with them. Kadeem Wilson in particular, in fact, when I first came up with the idea of the film, which was, you know, a few years before we made it, I even toyed with the idea of Kadeem playing the lead actor. Because I knew he could carry a film. He's such a, such a charismatic and great performer, but he wasn't a runner. So I learned pretty early that whoever plays this lead kid can't be an actor learning how to run. Yeah. They have to be a runner. It has to be in them. Their form has to be set because you, once you work in track, you realize form is everything. So 
I kind of was able to start to fill out the, the cast, the Jamaican cast from folks that I'd already seen and known and loved. And then folks like Dennis Titus that I, I didn't realize, you know, I, I'd seen him here and there, but it was other people in like the theater world that said, hey, you should really check out this guy. You know, he's really great. And then he just came through in such an amazing way in that role as a father. It's really powerful, powerful dude. And, but then, uh, so I kind of, there was a lot of people that I kind of knew I wanted to work with. I did not know who was going to play the lead. Because who could I find that could play a 17-year-old, was a great runner, had this look, looked like he could have been related to the other people that we had cast, and, uh, and that could ultimately carry the film, because you know, almost every single scene. So for, for casting Dale Elliott, he was actually one of the last people we cast, and he's a bit of an Instagram star, funnily enough, in Jamaica. And I, 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 on the hunt for him, I actually came across him on Instagram, and I wasn't even in Jamaica. I was in Norway, and a <laughs> friend of mine, a Jamaican who lives there, yeah. uh, Nicole, she was her name, she was uh, watching the video and saying, Storm, she's laughing, saying, Storm, you don't know this guy. And I look, and I'm like, oh, this guy has a look crazy. I look down on his feed and I see an image of him in sprinter form, like he just came up out the block. I'm like, okay, there's something here. And uh, then when I got back to Jamaica, I, I, you know, reached out to him and he came in and it turned out that his life story was not only super similar to the character's life story of not having a parent around, but even more extreme because Dale didn't have his mother or his father around. He was raised by his grandparents. And in fact, he only reconnected with his parents in person. So he lived with a relationship with his parents through Skype and on and the phone until we were traveling to uh to complete sprinter in, in LA and uh he went to Florida and, and saw his dad for the first time in over a decade. And uh when we showed the film in London at the BFI, um his mom was waiting for him at the airport there and that was the first time he had seen her in person in seventeen years. Oh my. Um so there was something you know, something about that particular role and this guy was like and he, this is his first film as well. He's never acted for the screen, really. He's never been in a film. So, but it was a risk worth taking because I knew this guy lived this. He lived this life. And there's an element of truth, even as a person, even his, him blocking his emotions from, you know, as a person to survive, even the process of having to mind those emotions in the performance, I thought was there was going to be something valuable there. So that's how we got him. And then for the other roles, for the coach played by David Allen Greer, we knew that we had this, this role of this coach, and we, we kind of thought, you know, this is a, a, a role that, you know, an international actor could potentially play. Um, once Overbrook got involved as well, that opened the door. Um, Will and Jada's company, of course, that opened the door to, to getting to sit down with a number of, of great uh, um, talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, David was just right. And obviously I'd known him him forever <laughs> you know i've known of him uh but it was very cool when he said you know you know he, he's interested in, he wants to do more drama and the fact that he wants to go into a more dramatic role i thought was a nice nice vibe you know and i said okay let's do it you're not a jamaican but we're going to figure out how to make it work and make it believable um they also got lorraine toussaint involved and lorraine what really got me with her she's a dramatic powerhouse obviously but beyond that you know she told me the story of her mother leaving when she was 10 and she was in Trinidad, her mother left in, left and came to the U.S. to work as a nurse and eventually, uh, a little while after, sent for her and, and that's when Lorraine moved to the United States. So she has also lived the experience, you know, and then wow. felt it in a deeper way, you know, and, and I felt, okay, this is, this is important and this, this person really feels it, so let's bring that energy into the 
the fold. And, you know, having actors on that level really elevate everything. They give the younger actors like an energy, like, okay, well, you know, let's do this. And everybody kind of rises, rises all, 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 all boats, you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, Bashir Gray, obviously, is a, you know, <laughs> if you're going to look for this kind of energetic, cocky, like, you know, guy, uh, full of vibes, full of confidence, uh, he is that person, you know, and this was also, I believe, his first, like, film role, because he obviously does a lot of TV, and he was super dedicated, and, and he, he was a non-runner who had to look like a runner, had to behave like a cocky athlete and make it work, and uh, he knocked it out of the park. Um, so that was one way that connecting with some of these folks um, that are, you know, backing the film, that involved in the film, helped to round out our our cast, but also some of our um, international crew, like our, our cinematographer, uh, Pedro Milian, and, and others. So, yeah, it was a bit of a journey. You know, some of them were actors that I knew and identified from years before in Jamaica that I wanted to work with. Some were complete non-actors that I had to, like, you know, serendipitously run into and find. And others were more known people that, that were able to get into the mix through, you know, yeah. the people who got involved in the film and their links. I want to talk to you about that dynamic, but before I do, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the writer and director of a new film called Sprinter, and we're speaking with Storm Salter. Uh, I, there's a couple of things that you brought up. First of all, and this is a, a, a thing that will kill a film about sports if it's not done properly, where sports is involved in in the film, and that is if you have someone in the lead role who isn't good at what they're supposed to be really good at, Right. You see baseball movies with people yeah. that have no business being in a baseball movie because yeah. they barely can throw a ball. So uh, yeah. so and in this case, that was that is one of those, eye, you know, it's an eyeball test. And, and it can really it can have an impact on on the film overall, because it's if it's not believable, it's hard to, to lose yourself in a film. But I, I th- thank you for bringing that up about him, because he, he's not actor, uh, Dale Elliott. But th- at the same time, you he looks. He is. He's. He. He is what he purports to be in the film. He's a sprinter. He's a. Yeah. He's a gifted athlete, and. But in that regard, and as you described, the sort of mix of people who are who are veterans at being in front of a camera and those who aren't. Uh, what is that challenge for you in terms of getting? Are you relying on the other actors in in their roles to sort of help him elevate his particular performance? Are you having conversation? Well, Dale, about what you're, you know, what's that sort of look like for you on set when you're trying to put all of those elements together? Yeah, well, you know, everybody comes with their own set of uh, tools and experiences, and you know, in in Jamaica, for example, while our our film industry is really growing, it's just a it's just a beautiful moment now, and I think like uh, the future is very ripe. You know, we only put out so many films. Uh, Per year or, or every every few years, and only so many of them are like serious screen acting films. A lot of the actors here um, are in theater, and that is what they're doing consistently because that is a, the Jamaican theater scene is a, is a happening and a, a vibrant scene. So you know, and theater acting, as you know, and particularly in Jamaican and pantomime type of acting, that that uh, performance and theater that we do here. It's big. You know, you're projecting a performance to the back of the room. So everything is big and eyes are big and everything is big. Um, and the, 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 the experience in front of the camera is a little less. So I spent a lot of time with those actors, reining them in and pulling them back and, and getting them to internalize what they're saying and let it kind of seep through their eyes and their, their 
physicality and so on. Um, obviously, with Dale, I had to turn him up. I had to like, you know, try to work with him on digging into his own emotions and kind of like show him tools because you know actors use tools and methods to get into their role, and if you don't have those methods, you know. It's new to you. So I had to work with him, but then I also definitely consciously surrounded him with people that I knew were amazing talents. Like Kadeem Wilson is an amazing actor, and so is Chantal Jackson. And they're by his side um, all the time, most of the time. So I knew even wherever my uh, instruction left off, I knew they would kind of take him in. Also, um, before the we shot, uh, he was being, we have got acting training, and acting coach, um, Leonie Forbes, uh, she's a legendary Jamaican actress, legendary for, for many decades, and uh, she trained him quite a bit, and in a way, maybe became a bit of a, another grandparent to him or mother to him, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, through the process. And, uh, and uh, so it was a village, it took a village to get him to, to, to get to the point. Um, and also because he's a, a kid who's uh, processing his own emotions with... Uh, yeah parents and family separation. It's, it's an interesting thing to navigate. For example, there's a scene, uh, uh, without trying to give away too much, where he does have to come face-to-face with what he's running from and uh, yeah. access these emotions of like missing his mother and finally being able to see her. And we were having a lot of issues, and it's a story that he, he tells as well. He's, we're having a lot of issues getting him to really emote and to really find the emotion and take after take, and he had to come to me like Storm, you know, I'm trying, but you don't understand. I, 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 I killed those feelings a long time ago. I, those feelings are done. I locked that away. Like, I, you're trying to get me to access feelings that I put, lot of, I put energy into locking away forever. So, you know, it was like, how do we work our way around something? And how do we have him break through this, this memory um, and get into character when some memory he's consciously, um, there's a feeling he's consciously buried. Um, so it's very kind of tricky and yeah. interesting, and ultimately, I think in the end, what happened felt very nuanced and real because I think that's what people deal with. You know what I mean? It's not just I'm breaking out crying or or I'm shouting, or I'm arguing, or I even know what to say. Sometimes it's just uh, nothing. You're stunted. You don't know how to approach the situation, and I think ultimately that came through pretty pretty well and worked. But also, you know, of course, with Dave, you know, with um, the, the non-Jamaican talent, a lot of our, but with amazing acting ability, a lot of time was spent trying to get the accent as perfect as possible, because that's really important. So a lot of David's time, because David's such an amazing actor, his face alone can tell a story, you know? He moves his face in a few different directions, and a whole story <laughs> is told. Um, uh, but uh, we had to get how he spoke properly and the cadence and uh, the, you know, how you walk as a Caribbean man, how you, you know, there's a whole yeah. energy to it. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time there with that. And uh, and every group of actors kind of took a different approach, to- toning down the theater actors, turning up the non-actors, working on the, the communication of the foreign actors and, and so on. And I, I just, and we had to shoot very fast. So I didn't have a ton of time. How many days? How many perfect, how many so. shooting days did you have? And we shot twenty one days wow. in Jamaica and six days in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and there's and, a, and there's a lot. Our Jamaica shoot. Yeah, I'm sorry. And there's a uh, lot of Jamaica set shoot in particular was a lot. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. There, there, there is a lot of setups. You have, you're in inside, you're outside, you're in different locations. There, there's a yeah. lot of different elements to the film. So that that's very impressive. Twenty one yeah. days is basically making a movie on roller skates is basically what you're doing. And and uh, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I want. Um, I mean, in yeah. the last couple of minutes that I have with you, I, w- I want to let people know that they can find out more about the film by going to sprinterthefilm.com. That's sprinterthefilm.com. And it is currently in theaters. And go to the website to check it out because I don't want to run through all of the different places and locations. It also gives the ability for someone to host a screening. It's going to, and all, and you can keep track on the film uh, when it moves into the different platforms as, as, as well. Uh, again, the film has a lot of different elements and a lot of great acting in it. And I, I really, I have to tell you, they're all good, but I was really drawn to uh, Chantal Jackson. I thought she she has a real presence to her. And her character is very complex in, in, in ways. I, she just is able to do a lot of things with w- without a whole lot of screen time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Very much drawn to her. Mm-hmm. I thought her character was... Pretty darn wonderful, and I thought she did a great job with what she was what she was asked to do. So I, well, the cast there's a lot of good people in it. I was really sort of drawn to her as her sort of her persona, her charisma, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, she's phenomenal, and she was a bit of a revelation to me. And I remember her coming into the casting, to the audition, and getting it perfect the first go. And I was like, okay, let's do it again different. And she gets it perfect. She gets it perfect every single time. <laughs> she does exactly what I thought she would do. Yeah. And then I tell her, okay, let's just do something different. And after working with an actor that way, it's phenomenal. And she really has a great career ahead of her. And she's been in a number, she's been in other films since. And, you know, she's someone to watch, no doubt. She is. And, well, uh, congratulations on the film. Congratulations on working with this cast of people that you that you have in the film. The film is called Sprinter. You can find out more about it at sprinterthefilm.com. And we've been speaking with the writer and the director of Sprinter, and that would be Storm Salter. Storm, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thank you so much for having me and, uh, and for, 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 for loving and seeing this film. Uh, big respect. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.